Welcome to The Lens, hosted by Catalysis, where we get a glimpse inside healthcare organizations that are transforming to a culture of improvement to deliver continually higher value outcomes for patients, staff, and communities. Visit createvalue.org slash the lens for more information about Catalysis. Thank you for tuning into The Lens. I'm your host, Peter Mariahazi. Today, I welcome Aditi Patil, a Catalysis faculty member. And today, we'll discuss engaging people through communication by using a storytelling approach. And this approach is a powerful way to influence and engage people throughout an organizational transformation. In addition, Aditi will be teaching a pre-summit workshop this coming June in Salt Lake City. And to learn more about the Lean Healthcare Transformation Summit, please visit createvalue.org slash summit. Thank you so much for joining me today, Aditi. Thank you, Peter, for inviting me here. So you have not been on a podcast with us before. So first, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Yes, Peter. So I like to use a little different way to introduce myself, and I hope you'll play along with me. Uh, you might have heard the you know, the game, two truths and one lie. So I'm going to share three statements about myself and Peter, you and the listeners can take a guess which one is the lie. So here go my three statements. One uh, is that I grew up in the city of Mumbai in India. My second statement is I started my career in human resources. And the third statement is that I once had the opportunity to live in three countries in one year. So, oh, that's a great one. And um, I'm going to say you grew up in Mumbai. That's the lie. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Well, that is not the lie. Okay. I did. I did grow up in Mumbai, India. It is my favorite city in the whole world. So I grew up there. I started my career there, in fact. The lie is that I started my career in HR. I did not. I started my career in hospitality, actually. And after that, I went on to do my MBA and I worked in CPG companies and then banking and sales and marketing and product management. And it was about a decade into this career that I realized that I really am drawn to developing people and coaching people. And that's when I moved uh, to the world of coaching and leadership development. I became certified as an executive coach in brain-based coaching. And for the last decade, really I've spent in executive coaching, leadership development, leading workshops and so on. Um, sometime in 2014 is when my husband's career took us all over the world, which is why it is, it is true that in one year we lived in three countries. We started the year in Malaysia, we in the middle of the year, we were in Singapore. And by the end of the year, we were in the US. So that is true. It's that it's my true weird but true um, fact. And that really taught us as a family to be adaptable, resilient, and, and of course, so much more. So currently I work in talent development in a company called Whipfly, which is a top 20 accounting auditing consulting company. I also am the founder of um, an organization called We Are Pistachio, which um, runs leadership development workshops and specifically helps uh, women with mentoring programs, women like me who follow their husband's uh, career as well. 
Um, one thing also about me is that I am born to a family of educators. So I like to say teaching is literally in my genes, my grandparents, my parents, my in-laws, my extended family, we're all, we're all educators. And lastly, I live in Seattle, um, where right now we are devoid of sunshine. And um, I live with my husband and my two boys. One is a teenager who wants to be locked up in his room all the time. And one is a nine-year-old who wants to be with us all the time. So it's a great balance. Amazing. Well, that's great. Thank you so much. That's a very unique approach to introducing yourself to the listeners. So thank you for sharing that. So, you know, as, as I heard this, we all tell stories. We all, you know, share things that have gone on, that experiences we've had. So can you define for us what storytelling means in this context? Absolutely, Peter. Like you said, we all share stories. And in fact, storytelling goes a long way back. It was how our ancestors communicated long before language was even developed. So if you look at the cave art, you'll see that there's a lot of art and the stories are depicted on the walls of the caves, right? And then as we grew up, we listened to stories at bedtime. We learned through stories. That's how we engaged and we felt our way through the world. And then as we grew up, our, we learned to rely a little bit less on storytelling. So um, now, you know, when you think about storytelling, I like to think of it as it is about communication, but it is about creating that purposeful communication using powerful stories that leads to engaged audiences, teams, organizations, which then are solving problems, tackling opportunities, and so much more. And I also like to add a little bit of a caveat that it's not that it's just like a creative endeavor that you have to be incredibly creative to use storytelling. Uh, it is, like you said, for everyone. Marvelous. So how does this differ from the traditional ways we communicate in a business setting? That's, that's a very unique concept as, as opposed to what we normally experience. Absolutely. And I think the best way to illustrate this is with an example. And I'm going to share my own example. So let's say you've been charged um, in your organization with leading a new initiative. You know, it could be a transformation project. It could be you're creating something new. And maybe your first task is to put together a team. Let's say you're putting together a project team. And what would we normally do you write an email saying, hey, here's this important project. I'm putting together this team. We are going to achieve this and come on board, right? Now, there isn't anything wrong with this, but this is what we might do. You're already, there are so many emails that people are getting. So thinking about how we might do it differently, and I'll illustrate how we would use a storytelling approach. So about two years ago in my organization, I was charged with creating a new leadership development program. And one of my first tasks was to put together a project team. I wanted the brightest minds in the organization to come and help me design this. Now, mind you, my first thought was, okay, let me just write an email saying, you know, all of this and how it's important. But I paused and I said, okay, how might I do this using the storytelling approach? Now, 
you know, the more I thought about this leadership program and what we were trying to do, I thought about it and kind of made a metaphor of an analogy of this is like a blank canvas. We're creating something totally new. So I went back into my story bank, which I strongly encourage people to have, you know, a collection of your favorite stories. And I pulled out one of my favorite stories about Michelangelo and the Sistine Chapel. Now, the Sistine Chapel is one of the greatest artistic accomplishments of our modern civilization. And even with the scale of Michelangelo, it took him four years to complete it, right? And I love his favorite quote, which he says, the greater danger lies not in setting our aim too high and falling short, but in setting our aim low and achieving our mark. So I took this quote and I said, I wrote an email, I crafted an email to the project team relating our journey of creating this new program to Michelangelo and the Sistine Chapel and how we were aiming really high and that we needed everyone's help. The other anecdote that I shared in that email was that Michelangelo, there's an anecdote where he was not an expert in all the techniques. So there were some alfresco techniques where he actually took help from people. And I said, hey, Michelangelo took help, we need your help. And ultimately I ended with saying, you know, the Sistine Chapel is more than 500 years old. There are still 5 million people visiting it. So we have an opportunity to create the Sistine Chapel of Leadership programs, one which will outlast all of us, right? And hopefully with your help, we won't need four years to build it. Now I titled my email, Michelangelo, the Sistine Chapel and the Leadership Redesign. So by the email subject itself, I was able to cut the clutter. And I sent out this as an email now, mind you, and what you might be wondering, okay, what, what were the results you got? So first, 100% of people read, opened, responded to my email, said yes to being on that project team, and they came in inspired and energized. And the ultimate proof is that two years later, or we actually did create a really powerful leadership experience. And again, this was all over email. So we can imagine if we use this storytelling approach when we are over Zoom or in person, it can have an even bigger impact. Well, thank you, Aditi. That's a great example. And you, you've kind of touched on some of the benefits of a storytelling approach. What are, what are some others and, and you know, how, can, how can we maximize that and understand those benefits that come from using this approach in our, in our work world? Absolutely. You know, the biggest benefit is connection. We all live in a distracted world. We have lots of pings coming our way. We are overloaded with information. And at the same time, we, we yearn for connection. So the biggest benefit of storytelling is really this ability to connect with our audience, whoever that audience may be. And I'm going to share a study that Paul Zach who's a neuroscientist, he did. Um, it was, it's very interesting where he actually showed one group in his lab, a video of a man and his son just walking in the zoo for hundred seconds. Nothing is happening. Just the man and son walking in the zoo. And think about how you or I might react if you're just watching that. 
we're going to switch off, right? So nothing happens in the brains when we are just watching something static. Then they showed another group, the same man and the son in the zoo, but they added this element of the dramatic arc. And they added layers of the son and father's relationship. They added how the son was actually suffering with cancer and the father's emotions and how they were dealing with this. And then they mapped the brains of the people who were watching this. Now, no prizes for guessing. The centers that are responsible for empathy were all lit up in the brain. Everybody was invested. There was also some distress. So people were in that story. So literally, our brains can be in sync with each other when we use the power of storytelling. You know, we know two brains are alike. I, at that, this time, cannot know, Peter, what you are thinking. But through the power of storytelling, you and I can literally be on the same page for that, you know, 30, 60 seconds, one minute of time. Now, here's the kicker. They asked this group uh, who were paid a certain amount of dollars to be part of the study, study, and they asked each person in this group, are they willing to donate some money to a stranger after watching this video? And 100% of the group said yes. So they were willing to donate money to a stranger after watching this video. Now, I'm not saying you have to come up with a manipulative story and you know want to get money out of people, but the point is that stories help us to connect and then they help us to you know come with a powerful call to action and invite people to do something in this case it was money in my case it was saying yes to a project team in some others case it could be saying yes to a budget a new person so connection and then taking that connection to a powerful call to action and inspiring people to act these are the two biggest benefits of storytelling Oh, that's marvelous. And and I love that. I can see, and, and it's interesting, you know, you, you're telling the story of this study and I'm envisioning it. So clearly there's a connection there. So talk a little bit about, if you would, um, what are some of the common challenges that people face when they transition to or implement a storytelling approach? Absolutely. That's a great question, Peter. I would say there are three and the first one is time and effort. Now, it takes time to mine through, come up with a story, craft this message. Um, right in that, in my case, you know, even my fallback after years of teaching this content, my first reaction was, yeah, I'm just going to type a regular email. So it takes time and effort. And I think that's the biggest barrier that we have to pause, we have to slow down, and we have to spend time an effort to really construct this powerful um, communication. And it pays off. It is, it is a great investment of your time and effort nonetheless, but that is a real challenge. I know that leaders are always you know, short of time. So this is the first one. The second one, and I get this from my audience or workshop participants a lot, is that they mistake storytelling as being too emotional. Right. And they worry that, oh, if I start doing this, I will come across as soft and vulnerable and that I am trying to manipulate the audience in some way. And I say that, well, that is not true because you are doing the opposite. You are using stories to share your authentic reasons or and being 
yourself. So being authentic and vulnerable does pay and it is not about emotional. So stories don't always have to be sappy and sad. They can be about success in the organization. They can be about hard numbers too. So I think that's the biggest barrier is getting through it and saying, oh, storytelling is not just, it's not, does not mean that I'm coming across too soft. So, you know, that's one of the beliefs that we have to mitigate. Um, and finally, the third one, which, you know, being part of talent development and culture, I think that culture and your environment plays a really big role. So, you know, we may be in organizations where this sort of approach may not be encouraged or it may not have, you know, the response that you might want to achieve in the initial stage. You know, people might say, oh, I don't want to hear the story. Just cut to the chase. This is real. And, you know, it's, it's like this one fish which is trying to swim against the current. And that, that, is, that is difficult to um, maneuver through. So uh, in, in this case, I always tell my workshop members or the audience to just start in your own circle of influence. You would have a circle of influence where you can start with and lead with the storytelling approach. So these are the top three challenges that usually people face. I thank you for that. And, and the last one in particular to just start within your, that's like doing an experiment. What, you know, what we work with and teach is um, do an experiment, learn from that, improve on it. And it's okay. You're going to, once in a while, you're going to fail, but you move on and you keep trying because it's a way to connect and, and to really um, probably make the communication even more effective. So Aditi, thank you so much. So do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners? Absolutely. And you, you, you kind of touched on that right now, Peter, because my submission to the audience, our, our listeners, to, to you is that just start with storytelling. Share a story from your childhood. Ask your parent or relatives to share a story from their childhood. You will learn so much more. So just start sharing stories. Do it as an experiment. Do it in uh, places where you feel safe at first. And as you will discover the magic uh, and the connection that happens, then I promise you, you will never go back to the old, old way uh, of communication. Aditi, thank you for joining me today. That, as I think about it, we tell stories within our family. So now we're extending that to our work family and increase those connections. And I've really enjoyed learning about the whole storytelling approach. I know that intuitively I have some stories in my back pocket I always tell, but it's nice to build that story bank as you, as you mentioned. So thank you again for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Peter. It was a pleasure and I've really enjoyed talking about this. And I'd like to thank you all for listening to The Lens. Catalysis offers a variety of workshops throughout the year. Please check out our workshop calendar at createvalue.org workshops. And please stay tuned for more episodes designed to help healthcare leaders support their organizations on a journey to organizational excellence. Thank you for listening. Visit createvalue.org slash the lens to learn more about how Catalysis can inspire you to accelerate change in your organization.